You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Business Talk Show, Orange County's longest running business talk show. My name is Rick Franzi. I'm delighted to have Eric Reese, who's co-founder of the Jesse Reese Foundation with me this morning. Eric, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Rick. Very excited to be with you all. Uh, I'm excited to have you as my guest and for to kind of share the story of the foundation, the work you're doing. So let's start with maybe in the beginning. Um, what was the motivation for you to co-found the Jesse Reese Foundation? Well, Rick, on March 3rd, 2011, my wife Stacy and I were told that our 11-year-old daughter, Jesse, was diagnosed with cancer. And unfortunately, it was terminal cancer. And we were given 12 to 18 months with her. So due to that um, unfortunate um, term, uh, diagnosis, um, we quickly got Jesse on a um, clinical trial at Children's Hospital of Orange County. And that consisted of daily trips up to the hospital. She was outpatient, but every day we'd have to go up for chemotherapy and radiation and blood draws and meeting with the doctors, so forth and so on. And about three weeks into that treatment plan, we were leaving the parking garage and Jesse was in the back seat and my wife, Stacy was next to me. And as we were leaving, she said, mom, dad, when do all the other kids get to go home? And so we had to explain to her that some kids that are diagnosed with cancer have different treatment plans and some cause their, those kids to stay in the hospital weeks, days, and unfortunately some spend months fighting um, their diagnosis uh, from hospital rooms. And the next words out of her mouth have literally changed our lives because she simply said, then how can we help them? And to be honest with you, I wasn't thinking about them. I was trying to save my daughter's life. But um, Jesse quickly decided she wanted to do something for the kids that couldn't leave the hospital. So she um, decided to create these things called joy jars, which are 64 ounce plastic jars stuffed with new toys, games and activities for age appropriate kids. And uh, she started making those um, in our garage, which was the joy factory at that time. And more and more people were requesting these joy jars. And so um, Stacy and I decided, well, we need to create a foundation to try to raise some additional dollars so Jesse could keep spreading her joy jars and delivering them to kids at Children's Hospital and other hospitals that she visited. And uh, so when we did that, we asked Jess, do you want your foundation to be about care or to be about cure? And she said, care, daddy. And so we focus 100% on caring for kids fighting cancer. We don't cure cancer. We like to say we cure bad days. So really the, the motivation of everything that we do and how it all started was because of Jesse. Unfortunately, she lost her fight 10 months and two days after her diagnosis. Um, but her motto was never ever give up. And so we as a family decided to never ever give up. And so we've continued her wish to encourage every kid fighting cancer. Um, and about 300,000 children get diagnosed with cancer around the world every year. And we're on a mission to spread joy, encouragement, and hope to each and every one of them. So uh, in the, that's a very inspiring story, Eric, and thank you for sharing it and taking us back to the moment and the sequence of events that have led you to your foundation. Uh, in the early days, 
I can imagine it was you and your wife and maybe a few other family members or friends, but take us back while you were still in the garage in the joy factory in your, in your garage. What was that? What were those early days like? And, and talk to me about how you've been able to kind of scale the mission of the organization. Well, in those early days, Rick, I was simply just focused on trying to do something that made Jesse happy. Um, she loved to stuff the joy jars. My job was to put the labels on them and her job was to fill them. Um, and she loved to fill them all the way to the top. She had certain rules when she was making her joy jars. And so early on, um, my focus was simply just on um, helping her and providing her a, a way to find purpose and to give back to the kids that she just had this burden for. Um, obviously, after she moved to heaven and lost her fight to cancer, you know, my wife and I had to sit down with our other two kids and talk to them about, um, do we do we write a new chapter or do we close the book? And that's when we decided that we're going to continue the chapter. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it was very, very stressful. Um, our family was in complete chaos. Um, but in the midst of all of that tragedy, Jesse was really the shining star. And we saw that it was working. We saw kids receiving joy jars and smile. Um, we like to say we believe every child fighting cancer deserves joy, the opportunity to smile and be encouraged to never, ever give up. And so we decided to continue to, to do what Jesse had already done. She had already reached 21 children's hospitals. Today, we work with children's hospitals literally all around the world and have now sent out over 350,000 joy jars. Um, to kids in all 50 states and 42 countries. And so we continue to scale it and continue to, you know, obviously raise revenue and through donations and corporations. And, you know, we count on so many volunteers to help us um, keep the joy flowing here from the joy factory. So so let's let's kind of fast forward into your reality today and let's discuss your organization and and maybe if you could think back and highlight if there was a, a time or a moment or a person or organization that really helped you to kind of move to the next level in your mission, if, if you might tell us a little bit about that experience as well. Yeah, um, probably one of the biggest uh, turning points um, was when we received a phone call from American Airlines. Um, and they had said that they were holding an annual sales conference at the Omni Hotel in Dallas, Texas, and they wanted to um, do something to engage their employees. And so um, we decided to um, launch at that point in time what's, co what's called the Mobile Joy Factory, which goes out to corporations and conferences um, for uh, team building exercises. And to be able to see um, 800 employees stuff 5,000 joy jars in less than an hour, um, it really, really gave us the new ways of thinking. Mm. And it allowed us to move um, beyond one location to now being able to team up with corporations literally around the world. We've taken the mobile joy factory to five um, different countries um, and various states across the United States, obviously COVID had impacted that for a while, but the, the mobile joy factory is back on, on the move now. And we're grateful for that. But back then to be able to have a major brand like American airlines want to help kids fighting cancer, that was a big, big moment for us. And to start thinking about how do we partner with other corporations um, 
from massive brands to smaller businesses. And we're grateful that we get to do that. And I'd like to come back to how um, Orange County companies can get involved with you in a moment. But you opened uh, a door that I'd like to go through for a minute, and that is what has been the impact of COVID-19 on your foundation and what have you had to adjust or do now do differently because of the reality of COVID-19? Well, um, our entire business model is gather centric, um, gather volunteers to stuff joy jars, gather with corporations, gather at fundraising events. And so obviously COVID-19 said, you know, we can't gather obviously for safety purposes. And so we had a pivot. We had a leverage technology um, to still work with corporations through virtual engagements. Um, we had to depend on um, our family and our small team of employees to keep the joy flowing. I mean, I'm happy to report um, last year in 2020, um, we never missed one order or one request for joy jars from um, children's hospitals or for uh, kids fighting from their home. And we kept the joy flowing, but we obviously had to do it just differently and had to refocus our staff and our capacity to really, really go back to the core of what we were doing and really what Jesse did. And so we really hunkered down for that season. Um, thankfully, um, the Joy Factory is now back open and we're um, obviously being able to um, gather again in various um, you know, ways with the corporations and uh, donors and volunteers. And so it really, ha it really hampered our ability to gather, um, but we came up with new ways and new conversations that we needed to have with um, donors, um, with corporations, and to keep the joy flowing. We're talking with Eric Reese. He is co-founder of the Jesse Reese Foundation. We're talking all things about the foundation and the positive impact they're having not only across our country, but in many countries around the world. The foundation has been in existence for roughly 10 years. I'm sure yeah, there have we been times- celebrated our 10 year anniversary. Well, congratulations. And, and <laughs> I'm sure there were at moments maybe where you were, your commitment was challenged or an external event caused you to look at it. Maybe you and Stacy had to reevaluate. I mean, can you share as a, as the force behind the foundation, one of those times and how you and Stacy found the strength to carry on? Well, I would say Rick, probably the most current, you know, was COVID. Um, it challenged us to the very core. Um, we were worried about how we were going to keep raising money um, to be able to um, keep the joy flowing, how we were going to go from 2019, we had worked with more than 10,000 volunteers just in that year and to go from this massive army of volunteers to now not being able to team up with those volunteers, um, not even being able to bring our staff back into the joy factory for a season. So it was very, very stressful. Um, but during that stressful time, I think the thing that we just decided to do is just focus on the core of our mission, um, which was how do we continue to reach and encourage kids fighting cancer one child at a time? And, you know, we kind of basically decided every day we had two goals, raise a dollar and reach a kid. And so we just kind of scaled back to the simplicity of what we really were needing to keep doing because that's what Jesse asked us to do and that's what we were committed to do. 
And yes, revenue dropped. Um, we had to pause some of our programming for a season, um, but we never lost sight of the core mission and the core vision that we had as an organization. And so um, we just really focused on that time to the simplicity of keeping the joy flowing um, rather than thinking about everything we couldn't do. We focused on the things that we could do and we still had the opportunity to keep the joy flowing from the joy factory, even if it was just our family for three or four months that was actually doing the, the, the majority of the work. You know, out of that, uh, thank you for sharing that. And out of that is a teachable moment, I think, for entrepreneurs and business people, as well as leaders in the nonprofit space. At times, it might be healthy for the organization to go back to your original mission and remind yourself and reinforce what you're what you're there to do and unfortunately it was because of covid but hopefully at a 10-year time in the foundation's existence that helps to reset the foundation for the next 10 years plus oh absolutely because you know sometimes mission drift happens and you just need to constantly you know really really assess where you're at what is truly the ultimate goal of the organization and and really keep that as the, the the alignment stick of everything you do and reprioritize in times um, when things get challenging. Um, we, obviously during that time, you know, we hung on to Jesse's motto, never ever give up every day um, <laughs> because, you know, you have to persevere. Um, we had giant mountains to climb and, and there were seasons that I actually thought that I was failing my daughter again mm -hmm. um, because I could, I was so worried about trying to figure out how we were going to keep things going. Um, but thankfully, a lot of wonderful donors um, who believe in what we're doing um, continued to support us. And so we were able to keep um, reaching the children that desperately need the support and the encouragement. And thank you for that. And I'm sure there are countless parents um, who appreciate the work that you and your volunteers and your supporters and your employees are doing. How can, you know, we're here in Orange County, California. It's a sunny day today after a little bit of rain yesterday, which is always a beautiful time to see how beautiful this place is after a, a short rainstorm. But I digress. How can companies in Orange County get involved and help you to spread joy to the kids who are fighting cancer? That's a great question, Rick. Um, I think there's several ways, but um, we are always looking for the companies to come down to the Joy Factory in Irvine, California, and uh, take a shift and help um, stuff our Joy Jars. We're actually on a mission to stuff and send 12,000 of our winter wonderful Joy Jars out to um, kids fighting cancer this holiday season. Unfortunately, many of those children will spend the holidays in a hospital room. And so we have created these special winter wonderful Joy Jars. And so coming here to the Joy Factory, is one way that uh, people can um, get involved. Corporations can bring a team in. It's a great team building exercise. Um, if they want, um, they can actually host the Mobile Joy Factory at their office and we can bring everything to them and uh, set up for their employees to engage and uh, stuff Joy Jars on site. Um, we also have what's called the, the NIGU Network. NIGU stands for Never Ever Give Up and it's called the NIGU Network and it's the Orange County chapter. And uh, we're on a mission to get 100 companies to join that um, network and really, really focus and commit on 
um, coming alongside and encouraging and supporting kids fighting cancer right here in Orange County and beyond um, uh, the, the surrounding counties. But there are hundreds of children just in our own county that are fighting cancer right now. And so we have found that a lot of local companies like the opportunity to know that their dollars and their volunteer hours are really, really helping kids and families right here in Orange County because childhood cancer doesn't just impact the child. It impacts the mom, the dad and the super sibs. And we have programs that support all of those uh, amazing, courageous people. And so um, through the NIGU network, we can um, provide wonderful opportunities for businesses to get involved here locally at the Joy Factory, at their offices, and they know that their impact is helping kids right here in Orange County. Well, that's a very uh, powerful way to get involved. And you're right, we're coming up on the holiday season. Again, as you were telling us about that, I could appreciate and empathize maybe with what families who have a child with cancer might be going through at this time. So that sounds but uh, we seem to have had a technical problem, but we're back now. So let's talk about the next 10 years, Uh, Eric. What do you see the vision for the future for your foundation being? Well, um, if you look at the statement behind me, which was my daughter's direction or statement to my wife and I um, during her 12th birthday, how do we basically reach and resource every child fighting cancer in the world? And so um, our a lot of our efforts moving forward is going to be global engagement. Um, and so we will be working on um, creating systems and strategies. So um, by the end of 2025, any children's hospital in the world can come to our website and order joy jars. Um, And so that is a big, big focus on what we're doing, because um, in in order for us to reach every kid, we need to partner with every children's hospital around the world um, and other care centers uh, in other parts of the world that just don't have children's hospitals, but see kids fighting cancer. And so um, we're going to be working a lot on those initiatives um, as we continue to support kids locally and nationally. um, But we have to continue to scale. Um, because unfortunately, like I shared early on, um, 300,000 children uh, this year will be diagnosed with cancer. And our hope is that we will be able to build a organization that will allow every one of those kids to receive a joy jar and be encouraged to never, ever give up. That's very inspirational. If someone would like to rally to the cause and support you and your foundation, first of all, we're on LinkedIn. How do they find you on LinkedIn? And then what's the URL for your foundation's website? Yeah, so um, on all social media, including LinkedIn, um, the it's at Team Nigu is the uh, account um, that they can find us no matter if it's on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Our uh, website is www.negu.org, um, www.negu.org. And uh, you just click get involved and uh, there's uh, ways to get involved if uh, you're an individual, but also corporations can um, 
that's where they can get engaged and uh, schedule time to volunteer at the, here at the Joy Factory or schedule time for us to come to their offices and stuff Joy with their employees. I'm so glad that we've had this time together today, and I appreciate a better understanding of what your organization is doing. And I hope that in some small way, our time together today helps you achieve your mission in the coming months and years. So I want to thank you for being a guest, Eric, on Critical Mass Business Talk Show. Thank you again, Rick, for having me. I really, really appreciate the time. I'd like to thank Gottlieb Rackman Reisman, who proudly support this edition of Critical Mass Business Talk Show. GRRPC provides legal advice and guidance on all aspects of intellectual property, including patents, trademarks, and copyrights. If you'd like to learn more, visit GRR.com. You've been listening to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I appreciate your involvement with our program. And this was episode number 1,313. Thank you and have a good day. Mm -hmm.